Welcome back to the Legacy Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Evangelisti. I'm joined today by a gentleman named Jeffrey Broger. Jeffrey is a creator, he's a sales guy, he's a software developer, um, has had a lot of life experiences in his, in his short time on earth here, and he's gonna tell us about it today, what legacy means, where he's heading, where he's taking it, some of the trials and pitfalls that it takes to build a business, and we're gonna hopefully learn a lot of good stuff about what it's like to be a successful entrepreneur in uh, 2020. So Jeffrey, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Really appreciate being here and I'm excited for this show. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good time. We had, we had a nice little opener there. Uh, talk, talk about some background about your businesses and what you've created. Interesting thing is, you know, we're very um, um, real estate based listening, listener wise. And, and I know you have a real estate software that I think is, is pretty revolutionary. I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, what it does, but why don't you go ahead and tell, um, Tell the audience a little bit of your background and then kind of how we got to this point. Sure. And to start off, I always like to lead with why. Why am I doing this? Well, years ago, while working for Cutco Cutlery as a sales rep, I actually learned a very deep motivating factor for myself. It was when they motivated me or they, excuse me, it was when they moved me up to management. And I was actually working more at that time than when I was a sales rep. But I loved when I would motivate and inspire the reps under me to do something that they never thought that they could do or to pursue their dream. So really, at the end of the day, that's always my why. That's what it comes back to is I build and create things so that others can pursue their dreams, become inspired to do that, become empowered to do that. And so when that comes to the real estate space, three years ago, I saw an opportunity in the marketplace and I founded a company named Steezy.Digital. Now, Steezy means style with ease. It's a little throwback to my upbringing in San Diego. Uh, extreme sports is a big part of my life and it's a term used in, in that culture. But uh, it was marketing agency focused specifically on this need I noticed in the marketplace. This need where there were amazing top 1% brokers all over the nation that were set, buying and selling real estate and you know, helping clients. They were amazing at the real estate part, but technology was starting to catch up to them. And so if I could come in and help them to automate their online presence, to boost everything that they were doing in person, and at the end of the day, just to tee up some qualified sales conversations for them, from there, they're going to knock it out of the park. That's all I would have to do. And so we embarked on a journey to really learn their sales process and to combine that with my marketing and technology insight and create an amazing system. So that's how it all started was with Steezy Digital. Digital is a marketing agency. And then uh, that's where it brings us to today is the software product is really a byproduct of that. So awesome. yeah, through the process of working with top brokers, individual agents kept coming to me. And they would say, man, what you're doing for this guy's amazing. What you're doing for this girl's amazing. Can you do that for me? And frankly, at that time, it was priced to a point where only top brokers could really afford it because mm -hmm. it was very high touch. We did everything for them. It was a done for you marketing agency approach. So it was expensive, but it got great results if you could afford it. Now, my need to empower people and help them pursue their dreams kept calling to me when these individual agents would come to me and I'd say, no, I don't have anything for you. And so what I ended up doing over the last year 
Um, Steezy Digital was three years ago. Now within the last one year, we have created a software as a service model with an online course accompanying it. So the philosophy with this is there are kind of two types of agents out there. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I have found that there's typically one or the other. Either you have more money and less time, or you have more time and less money. And typically, if you have more time and less money, you're a newer agent, which means you're a little younger, you're a little savvier, and you could probably pick up some of the technology stuff that we can do. So if you have a little more time, you'd be willing to sit on and learn with some video training and set up some of the things and use our templates. That's what the whole agent model is about. You have more time and less money. Well, what we can do is set you up with some amazing templates that already work and walk you through the process of installing this into your business. These amazing systems that run, you know, Facebook ads that work that have lead nurture sequences already built out through Facebook messenger, SMS text, like all the cutting edge stuff, the real estate chatbots, the whole nine, we can help you set that up. And because it doesn't take my team's time or my time, it's way less expensive. So that's hmm. the whole, that's the whole idea. And, um, you know, kind of the start to finish of where we're at today. You said so many interesting things there and I'm trying to, uh, to, to, to track back to it. One of the things that you touched on, uh, which I love, and we talk about this, you know, quite frequently on the show is that being a great mentor, you talked about having sales teams, being the sales manager, being a great mentor is really convincing people of their, their ability and what they're capable of beyond what they think they're capable of. Right. So being able to push people to another level. And I like, I love that, that piece, um, that, that you did when you were in that sales role. I mean, can you talk a second about that? And then I'm going to dive into um, the broker side of, of being able to generate leads and, and, that, and that sort of thing. 100%. Yeah, so back to the Cutco era, that was such a formative aspect of my career. And when I would really dive in deep with a rep and learn why they were doing what they were doing, it would always take things to the next level. So an easy example of that, is when I would recruit, because when I was the sales manager, I would run interviews, group interviews, sometimes 15 people in them. Uh, I would do the, the final interview, help them through the training process, three-day training. Uh, then after that, run weekly meetings. So I was there the whole time, every aspect of it. And one thing that I would do to hold them accountable, as well as get really clear on why they were here, is I would ask in the interview, what is the number one reason why you're sitting across from me right now? looking at position and they would give me that reason i would dig a little deeper i would write it down write it down take note we had really good organizational skills on who our uh, interviewees were and then who would actually turn into uh, someone who showed up to training who completed training so then after they started now they're they're kind of over the honeymoon they've gone through the training which is three pretty grueling days you know full days now they're executing they're in their first week or two they're starting to get discouraged. They're not seeing results. They're a brand new rep. And I would then help hold them accountable and say, hey, John, you remember when you were sitting across from me at the table when I interviewed you and you told me that if you could work this summer, build up enough money to buy a car before you go to college, then that would be everything. You realize that you couldn't do that at Starbucks where you were working before, but if maybe this commission job the numbers could work out and it could get you there, then that would blow your mind. Like that would totally unlock a new level of what you thought you could achieve. Well, 
that's still possible. And then I'd walk them through, remember how we talked about 10 calls a day? Have you, you know, made your 10 calls? And we bring it back to the actions. So that's just a really simple way, I think, for someone to lead rather than just be a boss and tell someone what to do. You're making it personal and you're tying into what's important to them, but then giving them an action to take immediately yeah. to get back on track. It's so powerful, man. I, was liter I literally must have this conversation 20 times a week. And not only is what you just explained, like I, I want the listeners to rewind back like two minutes and listen to that whole thing twice or three times because it's so foundational as a manager or a coach. Like we don't call them managers in my office. We call them coaches, right? But if you want to support somebody, if you want to build a great team with culture, you want to have the ability to make them successful. And by the way, you want to make them successful, right? Because you don't succeed unless they succeed. Right. But like all those pieces, that foundation, I'm sure you carry that with you today. And that's stuff that we built, you built years ago. And now I'm sure it's, it's something. I want the listeners, especially the ones that are new in sales or new in at creating a sales force to really, really pay attention to that piece because it's so impactful in order to relate their success to something they personally care about. And the truth is, not all of them care about money. Like, you know, we, we all think that our sales guys just want to make as much money as possible. Some of them want, you know, it's funny. We were talking about AirPods earlier, right? Like I had, I had one of my top salespeople who makes a lot of money. I asked her like, what do you, what do you really want for yourself? If you could like get something for yourself, she's like, I want AirPods. I was like, you're kidding me. Like I'll buy you AirPods, you know, go, go, clo go close the next deal, buy AirPods. Like sometimes when you relate to something that's personal to them, it takes the relationship to a whole other level and it makes you a better leader. So I love that foundational piece that, that again, I'm sure you, you carried with you to the software side. I'm sure you have salespeople on that side. But I'm confident that that's how you treat them because it's how you, how you started, right? 100%. And yeah. like you mentioned, it's such a different relationship when you, those people that you develop that relationship with will go to the end of the earth for you. Absolutely. Another employee or independent contractor, that's someone that's now a part of your family and they care about your company that they are helping to build. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we talk about asking better questions, right? These are better questions, guys. A question of, Hey, how much do you want to make? That's, that's a, that's a terrible, like, like lame amateur question, right? But Hey, what are you going to do with the money? Once you make it, what, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Where do you want to get? What's the next level for you? Right. Trying to create great leaders in your operation. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so let, let's, let's, let's fast forward a little bit to today um, brokers have a challenge doing what? What's the biggest challenge that, that the brokers that come to you guys, uh, what are they fighting with? What are they struggling with? Most of them are pretty much pigeonholed into the referral aspect of their business. And they're really waiting on their existing database that, by the way, they aren't really maximizing or leveraging. But 100%. That, that aside, they're really just saying like, oh, referrals are it. And by the way, Cutco was 100% referral business. That's mm -hmm. the only way you would get a new appointment is if someone referred you. I believe in the old school method of getting referrals. However, there are amazing new tools out there to help create consistency in the feast or famine commission only sales reps life. And they're available out there specific to real estate. So yeah. really that's what we help to do is to help create consistency through uh, automation, uh, consistent lead generation that's that's based on a budget. So it's every month, boom, boom, boom. You're getting the same amount of leads based on your budget. And then, you know, they're trickling down to your team. They're going into lead nurture sequences that are automated. And that can all help over time 
to create consistency because mm. as the roller coaster of an entrepreneur and of a sales rep, um, you know, you talked about that a few episodes ago. It's so common for the ups and downs and the, the try this, try that, try that. And then you never actually get into a plateau and a level of consistency. But um, that I think is the biggest opportunity out there for brokers is to take everything you do in the day-to-day real estate transaction and partner with someone, some company, something that helps you to upgrade your digital. That way you can create consistency out of everything that you've already built. Dude, you're using my favorite word. Like I, I use this word consistency all the time. And the funny thing is like subconsciously, it's not a sexy word, right? Consistency means being bored. Consistency means doing the same shit every day. Consistency means, you know, repetitive nature, making sure that you have automations in place and things are happening. But consistency should be a sexy word because consistency also means cash flow. It also means revenue. It means closings. It means people converting into actual sales. I wish people would use that word more often. I think we're going to start a hashtag with consistency in it, but it's just so powerful, right? Like sales teams are especially type a, you know, visionary type people who want to open a sales team because every five minutes they have a different shiny object, right? And then you go back to the basics. Hey, are you dripping on your, on your, on your clients? Are you sending SMS? Are you doing email, snail mail? I don't care what you're doing, anything to cultivate that audience that you've spent so much time and money to generate. And then they go, oh yeah, but I'm buying this next thing, right? Whereas a product like yours can make, hey, take the existing client base you have, let's pour on some, some steady new leads consistently, right? But let's also follow up with them consistently. So consistently. So tell us a little bit about the impact that you see from a client who, you know, maybe there's some testimony, I'm sure you have stats on this, but you know, maybe a top producing client who now takes on a piece of software like this and instead of making it a shiny object, they look at it like a consistency piece. Like, how do I build that into my business? Maybe you can talk, tell us, take us through a couple of those um, clients you might have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we work with, luckily, I mean, fortunately, I've had the opportunity to work with top brokers all over. And when they install this into their business, they realize that they've been paying way too much for iBuyer leads from companies like Zillow. Um, I hate to drop, drop the name, but frankly, yeah. Um, the leads that come from there, yes, they're bottom funnel, meaning typically they're closer to the conversion, but they're not loyal to you at all. Mm -hmm. They have seen none of your content and they actually, even if that listing was yours, they saw a premier agent on the same listing and they probably clicked five other houses and five other agents are calling them as well. These are real things that my clients have told me that when they, when they pay $150 for a Zillow lead. So in the contrast, um, what we can do is generate leads on their behalf that are exclusive to their business from their own Facebook business page for six to $10. And so the sheer volume of opportunity is so much greater, but past that, we also help to then nurture them through the process. So just one case study, uh, we had a 12x return on ad spend from a top broker in Las Vegas named Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. Mm. He is number eight out of 15,000 agents in Vegas. And the ones ahead of him are iBuyers and 1% listers. So <laughs> he's literally the top listing agent out there. 25 year veteran broker, lovely guy, great personality. And we installed a buyer campaign that was tracked from start to finish for six months. He spent $600 a month 
you know, most, most realtors that are doing a good amount of volume can afford that. Right. Mm -hmm. And he gave us 600 bucks of ads to work with. He ended up closing five houses at the median house price and generated 43,000 in GCI. This is a so $600 project. to $43,000. Yeah. Well, 3,600 total. So $600 okay. a month, six months. So 3,600 to 43,000 or 3,600 yeah, to 43,000. Yeah. It's a published case study on the mini chat blog, which is a massive fast growing company. Um, it's, it's a chatbot developer and they wrote this about us because we used their platform in conjunction with our whole system to help generate those results. Boy, I tell you, I, I hate to say it like this because, but it's the truth, right? I've been a broker for over a decade now. And you know, what I see in the industry compared to, don't get me wrong. I love the wholesale industry. That's the wholesale businesses where uh, we're at now as far as investing. But man, brokers, I swear, don't know how good they have it, right? If you can generate leads for 6 to $10, right? Like an average wholesale transaction, that lead costs us anywhere from 150 to 250 to 350 depending on how, how they came in, what funnel and level of motivation and so forth. But I swear brokers, and I, I, I'm, I'm a good victim of this. I've had the same exact problem, right? we literally generate leads so quick and so easy and especially with products like yourselves that it, it becomes, um, you know, almost uh, the salesperson becomes um, over, overwashed with leads. Like they, they feel like they don't have value because man, they're a dime a dozen. I can generate 10 a day, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in the business, but I think that's also why it's so important that those same people have the automated follow-up, have the automated systems, have the, you know, when you want to sleep in until 10 o'clock because you were out late last night or, or, you know, you were on the phone until 1130 negotiating a contract, at least there's somebody, you know, touching those new leads that are coming in. You know, somebody calls you at nine o'clock in the morning and you don't answer your phone. Again, I don't want to keep bashing brokers, but most don't, right? Someone is going to follow up with that lead because it might not be you. So, you know, maybe... I, you know, I don't, I don't even know where I'm going with this because I don't want to, I don't want to lead you into bashing brokers. Right. But, but I want to tell you something. So yeah. you asked me at the beginning, what's the biggest blind spot for brokers, right? What's the yep. biggest. And really the reason why we called our, our software as a service product, real nurture.io mm -hmm. is because I realized that in the sales process, after acting as a marketing agency for two years for top brokers, the biggest gap was in the lead nurture. Mm -hmm. Follow-up after the lead was generated. So we, that's the system that we really developed. Yes, we help on the generation side. Every, we actually have, uh, I personally ran a survey to thousands of realtors online and 70% of them said that their biggest problem that was holding them back from closing more transactions was generating a consistent flow of leads. Mm -hmm. So we do that, we help you with that. But really guys, that's not it. I'd be willing to bet that most of you out there have more business than you know what to do with at your fingertips in your database and your network, uh, you know, in your Rolodex and your phone, but nurturing them and having effective systems to convert them into a new conversation, a new scheduled appointment on your calendar. That is what's missing. And so that that's is really so true. Like, that's I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, the fact is that that's exactly what happens, right? They're not nurtured. They're not followed up with properly. People are texting back and then you're not responding or they're emailing, you're not responding. Like, like that nurture part is 99% of it. And by the way, I think there's so much of this is applicable to so many industries besides just real estate, right? I think, I think this is a sales issue, right? Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. So, so 
I want to take it to a, to, to a second kind of pull aside, Jeff, I, I, Jeffrey, I usually ask, you know, my, my, my guests on this show, you know, do you have a, do you have a moment where, you know, you had a particular quote unquote failure or roadblock or speed bump or something that like, man, you thought it was the end, but it ended up projecting you into a different space, a different place. Anything happened like that to you in the last couple of years? Maybe it was a transition between businesses or starting a new one. Yeah. Um, depends on how, how deep I want to go here. And I, I, like <laughs> kind of mentioned that too. Um, obviously this is a recording, so I'm going to take a second to choose uh, which one I have a few. There's a couple of them. Let's see. Do I want to say the one I'm thinking about? You do. Or you would be thinking about it. Yeah. Go with your gut. All right. I'm going to go for it. Um, I actually recently applied for the Joe Rogan podcast, which obviously likes everyone's dream, right? That's a massive one. <laughs> but, um, they let me submit a form, which is like the second step, which is positive. And, uh, you know, I told this story, which is, uh, it's, it's a deep one for sure. So I'll go for it. You know, it's definitely a like, tragedy to triumph story and i'm still in the middle of it but um the story goes that after a lot of early success at 18 19 20 and 21 through cutco i was making 10 grand a month as a college kid mm. my ego was through the roof I, I could not be stopped no one could tell me what to do um all the personal development that i had done through cutco was starting to really wither away because the uh the ego is a powerful thing. So it started to really take over and started to partake in partying a lot. And actually my senior year of college got in trouble with the police. I actually got arrested. Uh, it was, it was totally party scene, drug related, shouldn't have been in the situation, but I was, and, uh, it brought everything to a screeching halt. I mean, I basically got dropped from my university. Um, I had to move back to California. I ended up doing a small amount of jail time while I was working everything out. And basically it changed my entire life because I realized at that time that I was going through a process of grieving and dealing with all this unresolved stuff from childhood. And we all got our own, our own things going on. But it made me realize that alcohol and that whole party scene had never done anything for me. And for that, I'm forever grateful because since then I've been completely clean and sober for the last uh, six years now. And um, every time I was going through the roller coaster we were talking about a little earlier and you touched on in a previous uh, podcast where I'd build everything up and then I'd have a great idea and burn it all down. Whether it was personal relationships, girlfriends, um, you know, family, burning bridges and repairing them and whatever it was, I was putting all this energy in one direction and then I'd 180 and just crush everything that I had just built and go in a completely different direction because I had a great idea. It helped me to not do that. Mm. And, and so if I wouldn't have had that experience, that huge wake up call, then honestly, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would still be on an up and down roller coaster 
around the same income, around the same impact. And I would still be burning the bridge while I'm walking over it everywhere I go. And so I'm grateful for it. Um, today, I now have amazing relationship. I have close ties with all my family, like, like I've never had before. And financial is just a byproduct of it. Like mm. I'm, I'm making more money than I ever have my entire life, but that's not even the focus. It really mm. is not. I mean, there, there were years in the past six years where I paid my employees and I lived on a credit card because I believed in the dream and kept working. And like, there's been the tough times as well, but yeah, I mean, I've had hard, it wasn't always good, but just to like really be honest and raw, you know, I'm sure that everyone has something that's their past and they don't always want to share it, but I think there's a lot of power in, in vulnerability. So I've come to terms with it. I have gotten to the point where I am today and I'm excited to be interviewed by someone like you and be able to just share it because hopefully if it, if it helps one person out there, that's what it's all about. It's worth it. And you know, you just need to know that all those hard things in your past can end up being the drivers for your future. Dude, that was so good. <clears throat> I mean, the truth is that so many people, whether going through something like that before or currently going through it, like whether you're living your past or you're living your present, like, and I'm confident because I've had these type of moments before where you probably feel like, you know, a weight's off your back just talking about it, right? The truth sets you free. The more that, you know, you go back to that place and you realize that you're grateful for where you're at because of where you've been, right? So, I mean, that was, I thank you for that. That was, that was really impactful. And, and I, I'm confident that there's a lot more than one person that, that will help, that will change, that will create um, an impact on because there are people going through that. There are people struggling. And, you know, hearing that you can see success on the other side is something that's, that's you know, you've been, you've been there when you're at the bottom. It doesn't feel like you can crawl out of it. It feels like the world's crushing down around you. And, you know, maybe you burn it all to the ground, but you know, being able to know that it's, you're capable of rebuilding, you know, those, those are my, those are my favorite stories because, you know, it's, it could, it could potentially be a, a much longer life, you know, um, and there's ups and downs and there's going to be changes. There's going to be rebirths and stuff like that. So, um, I appreciate you sharing that. That was really, that was really, uh, that was really special, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nice. So when you, when you, you know, again, you're back to the place now, you, you seem a lot happier. And, and you, you said you have great relationships, but I'm sure at some point you're still under some stress. You still have those challenges. What do you do to cope with those things today in, in a successful uh, Jeffrey world, you know, where, where you're at today? Where I'm at today is really being in tune with scheduling and energy balance. Mm. Everyone talks about time management, but the fact is we all have the same amount of hours in a day. So really that just comes down to scheduling. Uh, blocking and tackling is what one of my mentors called it. Mm -hmm. out, chunk your days and you focus on one task at a time you know that's it in a nutshell there's entire books and master classes dedicated to that but yeah the concept that also still is not really talked about which i heard at an early personal development conference from my cutco days mm -hmm. matthew kelly one of the best public speakers in the world he's up there with tony robbins like the top five of all time um he talked about energy balance which is really fascinating Energy balance is the concept of 
you look at your week and you consider what activities that you need to do are going to drain your energy. And then you look at other activities which you love to do, which are going to give you energy. Meaning after you're finished, you actually have more energy than when you started. So you start to look at your week in a different way. Because if you schedule four meetings back to back Monday morning that drain your energy, guess how you're gonna feel about the rest of your week after those meetings are done? You're gonna have no momentum, you're gonna feel yeah. super squish, and you're gonna be like, why am I doing this? But if instead you booked maybe one or two of those and then an activity that just lit you up, well, guess what? Now you have energy to do those other two. They're just later in the day, the same mm -hmm. day. So being really conscious of energy management, I think it's very important. And a lot of people don't think about it or talk about it. So for example, in a real life example, I love surfing. Surfing is something that lights me up. It gives me energy. And it's also great for physical activity. So I will sometimes surf in the middle of a work day, which might seem crazy, but hey, helps to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll look at and do some of my early meetings. I'll wake up 5, 6 a.m., do all my morning formula, all my you know, mindset, all my early morning stuff, handle early meetings and important work like my one critical task that day. And then I'll go surf or go do something that really gives me energy for 90 minutes or two hours, take like a really solid break and then collect myself, come back and finish out the day with another like three or four hour push. And I'll tell you what, it's been amazing for consistency, not doing the like three days all out and then burning out. And all of a sudden now your lack of activity catches up to you in three weeks when you don't have any money in the bank and now you got to really like struggle. No, that doesn't happen anymore because every day, day in, day out, I'm just on a good, sustainable pace. And my execution has been like through the roof since doing that. I, I love that, man. I, I, you know, I think, you know, I talk a lot about scheduling and time blocking and creating blocks of time for family and fitness and friends and relationships and, and finances as well. I, I love that ability to think about in advance, you know, when the energy is going to be necessary. It reminds me of a story kind of, uh, along the lines of surfing, a good friend of mine was a top insurance guy, had a top insurance sales team um, up in the, at the beach in North Jersey. And, one of his, and he said, you know, one of my top sales guys was motivated by surfing. So we would say to him, like, you close X, X deals, you know, each day, and then you're done. And we don't care if you're here eight hours or if you're here two hours. So this guy, every morning by noon would have, would have met his goals so he can go out and surf in the afternoon, right? But to him, it's, it's a balance, it's energy, and it's a, it's a reward structure. So um, I like that, you know, not only, you know, potentially doing a reward structure, but just balancing your efforts. Like for me, I get up, my routine in the morning is I'm at the gym at 5 a.m. most days. And to me, that's the, that's the energy to get my momentum going throughout the day to get myself set up for success. Do you have any type of routine stuff that you like to put into as well, while you're balancing the energy? And I mean, is it, is it uh, besides surfing? I mean, is there, is there an actual, you know, schedule that you like to keep it as a routine every day? Uh, yes. And you touched on it. Blocking based on the roles in your life. That's one of the aspects of planning that I'm very in tune with. So we have all these different roles and each day might be a little bit different. So for me personally, I don't have a rigid 
uh, military style structure where every single day at 6.15, X happens. That's not it for me. I'm more like that on a weekly basis. So if you just zoom out, do a seven day period of time instead, that I am religious about. I mean, you can talk to my girlfriend every <laughs> week when it's time for planning. It's a 90 minute block. It's non-negotiable, but I also incorporate her. I say, yeah. hey, when do you do date night this week? Right. She's a part. She's one of my roles. Being an amazing boyfriend. That's one of my mm. roles. Right. And being a fantastic uncle, the best uncle on earth to my nephews. That's one of my roles. Right. Being a successful entrepreneur and success is defined different ways. I measure success by what you give back. Being mm. a successful entrepreneur. That's one of my roles. And so I have all these roles listed out and I take 90 minutes every week to plan. And so that way I don't forget anything. It also leaves room for creation and learning. What do I want to learn this week? Um, I journal about the previous week. Every month I journal about the previous month so I can learn from my mistakes and continue to get better and not repeat them. And so there's, there's a whole structure and process involved. But you know, for me, it's not so much a daily. It's more like a weekly where this Tuesday thing might go to the Wednesday that next week. Or, but over that week, it's going to happen. So mm. that's, that's how I look at it. I think, I think the great takeaway there is that the fact that you define your, your roles, right? So many, uh, you know, quote unquote, successful, but happy, balanced, energetic entrepreneurs, right? They're the people that set their goals. They know who they are. They know where they're spending their time and they know whether or not that spending the time there is in alignment with who they are or who they want to be, right? So many people that are struggling seem to be constantly trying to, to, to define who they are or compete with the guy next door or trying to figure out how to be the next level, but they don't know what the next level is, right? And then, and then we kick ourselves because we get to this place and then we're like, well, I don't know if this is successful or not, right? So, so really defining what it is you're going for, you know, financially, you know, time freedom, you know, spending time doing, you know, high energy activities or things that you enjoy, spending time with the, the relationships that mean the most, that's the definition, you know, at the end of the day, if you can do those things to me, that's, that's, that's success and balancing all those things and, and trying to stay happy. So that's an interesting, uh, angle on it. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's paramount. I mean, otherwise you forget stuff. You forget some of the most important things. I, I can get so tunnel vision on one thing, which is a gift and a curse. I mean, I, I have the ability to obsess over things in a crazy way, which a lot of people, can't do and i attribute that ability to a lot of my success but that can also leave a lot of people that you care about or a lot of activities that make you happy in the dust if you mm. get too vision on on one thing so it's all about balance and uh energy is where that that really comes in into play you know and, and by the way stress will multiply all the negativity in your life <laughs> and you're going to find it like you're going to be involved in it so learning to manage the anger and the stress and the frustration, you know, and, and still have some balance in the uptimes and the downtimes, right? Knowing that, you know, it, it's, it's more of an even slide. And if you keep consistency in your life, you're still going to have bad times, right? But knowing that you have that consistency going on, that, that, you know, like software like yours would help with the broker is having that consistency in the background uh, can, can, you know, can help balance out the stressful and, 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 and happy times so that we have more even keeled. So oh. tell us a little bit, Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, give you events coming up, where we can find your product, where we can find your service, where people can interact with you. Um, where, where's a good, where's a good look, especially brokers, obviously. Yes, absolutely. So 
for brokers, uh, steezy.digital. That is our marketing agency broker model. You can go on there. There's a lot of amazing, actually, free resources, uh, training. We do blog posts weekly. Uh, we have a, a full you know, hour-plus online training webinar where you could just sign up, check it out. It has a really awesome focus on value. So we're, we're not just there to just be like, oh, yeah, you know, meet with us, buy us. No, we want to really indoctrinate you into the new way of thinking because it is a new way of thinking. And it takes a while to explain. So we're, we're here to explain it and really just show you like the nuts and bolts and, and how it would work. And so past that, if you want to get in touch with me, then Steezy Digital, hit get started. Um, you know, you'll either talk to one of my sales guys or me personally. And then on the agent side, realnurture.io. It's worth a look, even if you are a broker and you're not kind of sure where you'd fit into the puzzle. Realnurture.io is the agent model. And once again, we have blog posts every week and we also have a free online webinar. So go check that out. And just for this podcast in particular, I'm actually going to offer a seven day free trial to realnurture.io for any agent that wants to try it out and 50% off the first three months if you choose to go past the seven day free trial. So fantastic. That's an awesome deal. I love that. So, so I generally like try to offer, I'm gonna put you on the spot here for a second, but I generally try to try to offer those that, that listen to the, the podcast, go leave us a five-star review, obviously, uh, put in the comments, the, the best takeaway here from, from the interview with Jeffrey. And if, if we do um, do this and we have some people you know, go ahead and give us five-star reviews, we, can we pick someone random and give them maybe a half an hour of your time, 15 minutes of your time on a phone call? Yes. So awesome. what I- is a complimentary strategy session I offer for you know every broker or agent that wants to just take some of my time hey time is the most valuable commodity so I don't I don't give that out lightly but I believe that everyone deserves that first strategy session just to really get some advice and and hey that's not always me saying buy my product I've told a lot of people it's not a good fit right now, but here's what you could do or here's who you could get in touch with. Or I've actually connected agents with a broker because they weren't sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And I knew a broker in the city and they ended up going onto that team. So please reach out. Um, honestly, I just feel like if you help enough people get what they want, then the age old saying, you're going to eventually get what you want. So please reach out. Um, you know, if you want to do it that way, which I love, give five-star reviews. Of course, podcast was <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I subscribed to your podcast after listening to a few getting ready for this. Uh, I think it's a lot of value in, in what Joe has to offer here. So give that five-star review and we'll give away a complimentary strategy session with me. Fantastic. Appreciate it. Jeffrey Broger, appreciate having us on the show. Listeners, go check out Digital. A lot of great value. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on. 100%. Thanks, Joe. Take care.